So um, we will speak about uh, we will speak about uh, the parsha, but from a point of view of chinuch. So today there is a very important point of chinuch showing up, which I think it's in general overlooked. Really, it's in general it's overlooked that you you don't see that because you are so used to it since you are small since your children are in gun you speak about that so it gets in I think in the wrong way but after we will, be, we will contemplate what is going on then we see that um, there is a, an, an extreme extremely important message in education going on in this parasha we do have in the parish of people which go over the limits. Ephron is the first. Ephron demands money, which is insane. You know? I think when it would be Dini Oinoe by Korkoes, and Teisha says by Oinoe Mufrezes, by a real too big of a of a of a, of a mecher that that uh, that is t- too much. So this was for sure, by any means, that was unbelievable. Too much money, which he demanded, four hundred shekel for this piece of land. It was like insane. So it was over the limits. We have Lovon, which Lovon, with his chemdas moment, goes over the limits. That begins over here. In the next parshas, when Yankov Avinu comes to Lovon, then this will be uh, this will be uh, even more. He's going over the limits with his Hebdas moment, you know, the way he greets Yankov Avinu, the way he makes him not having money, you know, was over any limits. We have Rivko which goes over the limits. She doesn't only give water to drink to Eliezer, only she is giving also to the camels. So three, there are different people, which everyone goes over the limits. But there's a big difference, and I want to contemplate this difference. We want to go over the limits. It's a very Jewish thing, you know. You want to go more and more and more and more. Like Rivko. Rivko want to give more and more. We all want to go over the limits. But there's a difference between Lovon, Ephraim, and Rivko. What's the difference? What is the difference? Over there is taking and there is giving. Superficial. That's a superficial thing. Let's see. When Avraham Avinu wanted to buy the Moore, he wanted to buy it that there shouldn't be any anything left of any sort of Havamine, any thought that this thing should not be entirely his. So he wanted to satisfy all the demyoines of Ephraim. The over the limits by Ephraim, that was like 
his own Yetzer made him say that. That means the Yetzer is Medame. You could get a million dollars for that. And then it said by itself. Someone told me, a good friend, uh, son of the Mashiach, of Rabbi Gil Bamberger, he told me once years ago that Ephraim didn't really want the money, you know. You know, he didn't want the money. But the hand went on his own, you know. He said, no, no, I don't want the money. What's the issue? For a shake of, for a shake of money. I, I don't want the money. But the, the hand was like going by itself. And I mean, like coming by itself to, like this. The hand was approaching. And there, you said, I want 400. That means, this kriyach which is existing by Ephraim, was coming out. And he came out with all the demyoyness. What you could imagine you could get for that thing, he, he, he said. And that was the point of Avramovinu, which he wanted to, to disconnect Ephraim entirely from that piece of land. So he said, I will pay him for his Dimyoinezoichet. I'll pay him for everything. I don't pay him for the land. I pay him for his Dimyoines in the land. He should be disconnected entirely. That's the point of a, of a mechel. The whole point of all window that was that he wanted that sode in him, by him, and not by the other one. That was a whole big Indian. You see it always. The Torah always is emphasizing this is what was bought by Avraham Avinu. This is what was bought. This is what I bought. This is what it's always. No. It is a chelke which is not, no more connected to Bnei Ches. It's, it's ours. There's no shiraim. There's no, no, no reshte. How do you call that? No, nothing, no, 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 um, shiraim. Ich weiß, wie man sagt das dort. Shiraim, you say somehow. It means leftover. Yeah, okay, leftover. Yeah, okay. There's nothing, no leftover. Nothing. No crumbs, nothing. Gurnisht. Everything goes over. To Avromovino. Everything. So that was Avrovino. And this is the point of Dimian which makes my expectation go over all the limits. That was by Ephraim. And that was by Lobon like this. And Lobon came with his hand moment. Wow, unbelievable. It could be more, could be more, and even more, you know. So that was Lobon. These two people, they had Dimyoinus. They had Kuychas Anefesh, big. They are very big Kuychas Anefesh. But these Kuychas Anefesh, they created these Dimyoinus that I want more. So Rivka wasn't like this. Yeah? I think one makes a mistake. And it comes because you are so used to it. That Rivka said, I will give you to drink and I will also go and take water for your camels. That's what Rivka said. But it wasn't like this. That Eliezer said that. Eliezer said, when I will tell to this girl which I meet, please, could you give me some drink, something to drink? And she'll say, I'll give you to drink. And they'll also, I'll also, um, uh, I don't know how to, 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 to draw water for your camels. That will be the Shidduch for Yitzchok. 
But when it came to the Maise, it wasn't like that. Not exactly. And it's a very important thing. I don't know whether you were aimed when she was aimed at that. No, you were not aimed at that. Everyone says, no, she says, no, no, no. She said, I will give you to drink. And then the Torah says, Eliezer was drinking. And when he was finished drinking, Rivka says, I will draw for your camels too. There were two things. She didn't in the beginning say, I'll give you and also for your camels. No, 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 no. no. I'll give to you. And when she saw that he's finished, then she said, I'll give for your camels too. What's that? That was not like, I want more money. I want more chesed. No. That was, I make a chesed, you ask for me. You ask for me a chesed. But when I finish that chesed, I am contemplating. I could do another thing. What can I do now? And then she saw the camels, and she saw that these camels also need water. I'll draw for them too. That comes after she makes the first. That means she wasn't a nutnik like, I will give you all the chesed from the beginning. No, 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 no. She exactly gave what he asked. She gave what he asked. I'll do exactly what you want. But afterwards, I am contemplating. I see. What can I do more? Ah, the camels. I'll give to the camels too. So this is the unbelievable chesed of Rivko, that she was connecting these two things. Because I would sit there, I would give Eliezer the water, and then I would look around, whether there is another person. No, he came alone. Okay, I gave you the water. When there would be another person, I would also understand. Perhaps he would give to the other one too. But he came alone. So he got the, 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 he got the, the water. So, why should, so what is there else to do? There's nothing else to do. Rivka wasn't like this. Rivka saw there's something else to do. That means her perception of the situation was always, I can do more. After I did it, I can do more. That is Kodesh Kodoshim. A Kriach which pushes you, that is a Yetzel. That's by Lovon, that's by Ephraim. The Kriach pushed him. It was not, I did what I did, and now I could more. No, I, I, I want the whole thing. I want more. I'm, no, no, no. That is like, mm, the Kriach pushes. No, nothing pushes me. I do exactly what you ask me. But you know what? After you finished, I look around, I think, what else can I do? I want to do more. And I see the camels, and I give to them. That was the goddess of Rivko. So this is the chiyuf chinuch we have. This is an unbelievable deep level in a person. That he sees what is needed, but then he sees there are other things also which I could do. And I won't take myself out of it. I'll stay in and do the other things too. That's the genoch. Yeah? I know that you're not used to do that, to see that. Because you think, no, Rivka simply said, I'll do it for you and for the camels and for the camels of the neighbor and for the camels of the other people. I'll do for everyone. No, 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 no. She was a very normal person. I give it to you. But then I don't stop there. I go further. 
I contemplate, I see, I go further. And now you can educate on that. You see? Now it's educationable. Because otherwise, how should you educate? It was always difficult for me. Rivko Imeinu, she was this Palas Chesed. And she made the Chesed without limits. And now I, what do I have to educate my children or myself to what? That I should do Chesed without limits? No. No. No, I can't. I have to do Chesed over the existing limits. You see the difference? I push further. Consciously, I push further. Ephraim didn't push further. Ephraim was pulled further. He was pulled further, you know, without limits. But he was pulled. He didn't push. That made by itself. That's so good to say, the hand came out by itself, like this. I don't need the 400. He was pulled by himself. Lovon, this was simply, he came afterwards, the next part, you know, so he came, he came, he came to Yankif and he kissed him and he hugged him in order to find, perhaps there are things there which I could have money from that guy. Because the other one, which came beforehand, he had a lot of money, perhaps he has it too. You know, he was pulled. He was pulled in a very ugly way, beyond every limit. Rivko Imeinu was not pulled by anything. Gurnisht. No. That's not the Ketusha. That you're pulled by something. Without Pchire. Without your own will. Something simply pulled into something. No. You are deciding and thinking and you push further. We saw that always by our Gedolim. When a person comes to someone, which is an autumn Godel, he listens exactly what you need. He answers exactly to what you need. But then, he understands the situation is deeper. And the etzim you need more. Or there is something else needed over here. This is a simon from a big man. The small man, you ask him for a teve, he gives exactly what is needed. The point of the godl is not that he is forced by his koiches, that I have to be like Rivko, I have to give more. No, he, only, he simply contemplates and he pushes further. So, this is our um, challenge of education in this week's Parsha. I think there's a big challenge. We have to be able to, to cope with that, that the Torah wants from us, that we should contemplate and push ourselves further, more, more than what is wanted. But the more than what is wanted is in a way which is based on what was beforehand. I contemplate further. So I think you have the to educate yourself on that or your children. I don't know who is the crowd over here in this uh, shield. I don't know. So I don't know who is listening, but I will assume that we have to educate someone. And whenever that someone is myself, it's also good. But we have to educate someone. So how do you educate for that? Now, now over here you see that this is an essential part of Musa education. 
are the thing which you think or people think. Yes, people think, I may say that. People think that this is an anti-Musa, what I will tell you now. But it's the inner core of Musa. You have to begin to think about such an expansion pushing further without being obligated to do it. Dafke without doing it. Otherwise you can't educate. You will not be able to educate yourself and you will not be able to educate your children when you say, we have to do more. What could you do more? No. No. This is, this won't do a, be productive because it will create a pressure and the pressure is not productive. A pressure means you think, means you, makes you think wrong. You have to be able to think about the situation without any pressure. I don't have to do anything. But let's contemplate what could be done more. And this is a very healthy thing to speak together when you are on a Shabbos table with you yourself and your spouse or with the children or with the grandchildren to bring up something and say what what is demanded. He demands this and this. What could we do more than what is demanded? That is a place of chinuch, which is very important. I remember, I understand that I can't know exactly what happened there, but I remember I had a good friend. I still have a good friend. He's a brother of Osha Rieli. And he told me, by the, I don't know whether you heard about Osha Rieli. Osha Rieli has most, probably the biggest shear in Yerushalayim, yeah? in Gmove. Yeah? And you can learn very well that no one, no one is chaylik on that, that he can learn very well. So the brother once told me, by us at home, we never spoke Torah on Shabbos. We only spoke Chesed. How to make Chesed. No Torah. Now, Rabbi Yankovarieli was a big Talmud He wrote a book on Shavuos, a Sefer on Shavuos, on the Masechet Shavuos, which, uh, which doesn't hide, have to hide behind Reb Nochum's Torah at all. You know, he was on the same sort level. For sure. And his children, they can, I they can learn. No question about that. But the Shabbos table wasn't there for that. No. The Shabbos table was there for speaking about Chesed. So I, with my Megushimdike head, I I never was able to imagine how that worked. What do you speak about Chesed? You speak about uh, Hotel. No. You speak about what could be done more. There's something there. You have to do something. You could do more. And then you could do more in the same situation. And then that pushes further. It says Bernanus. Look, I want to tell you, in the same way, I, I now, being Megalia sod, that's not a sod, it's a compliment, but I experienced that firsthand with Mishpachat Arieli. Osha Arieli has a sister. She's called Rimon. I don't know whether you you were, you, you know, uh, Rimon is a, he's a moil. 
He's a brother-in-law of Oshariyeli. He never has no children, but he's a moyel, and his wife is a teacher. So I was at my home in a, in a, with my children, and yeah, my wife was pregnant with a fourth daughter, and she had jaundice. Yeah, so I have it. And uh, no one wanted to enter my home. I was with three little children at home. I was alone at home. And they had the measles too. So I have three children with measles. And one wife with jaundice. And I get a nice phone call from my aunt. That she says, Ah, your wife has jaundice in the middle of a pregnancy. I have a friend which died from that. You know, that was the nice phone call I got from Switzerland. Very nice very uh, encouraging and so I said okay okay so fine let's go further on and it was my wife couldn't it was there in bed and my three children with measles and there were no diapers which you could you know that, that uh, there were not huggies or things like this there were diapers from 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 stuff from from bath you know from fabric and um, I had to non-disposable diapers, yeah. So we had a we had a service which came, but it was a whole thing, you know. And I was the only one doing it. Thursday or Wednesday, one Wednesday, I got a knock on the door, and someone entered the entered the door. You know, it was the sister of Oshariyeli. She didn't know me. She didn't know me at all. You know, I was a Chavrusa of Shmuel. But I wasn't a Chavrusa anymore because I was home the whole day, you know, I was 24-7 at home. So she said, I heard that some Avrech is in pain, so I wanted to help. I wanted to ask, what do you, what do you uh, prefer on Shabbos? Fish like this or fish like that? And Chalas? And you eat a chicken like this or chicken like that. And she, she didn't ask me only what do you want. She pushed further. She came with a whole menu with different kind of, of options. And she said, perhaps this one and that one and this one and that one. Okay, you'll have it. And we got delivered a whole Shabbos to my home without knowing the person at all. At all. No knowledge. Since then, I know how Rebetzin Perzovich, the wife of Reb Nochum, made chalas, or kugel. I don't remember kugel, Efshah. Yeah? I know that, because she made that kugel. That's chinuch. That's chinuch of contemplation. That's not gamble gamech eshof. I'm pulled. No, she wasn't pulled. She simply thought, how can I go further than only say whenever you need me this is my phone number do you know this you know and you mean it for real you mean it for real it's not that you don't mean it you mean it for real now push further push further now when you would say to your children or to yourself push further means and now you are obligated to do it you wouldn't think a dime because you don't want to you have to Train yourself that you discuss these things. 
So the way I today understand what happened by Arielis at home was seeing like this. They thought together, how could I push further? Let's contemplate. They are sitting there with the children. I always, I am, I'm, I'm always this, by in, in very severe cases, this pushing further, today, we don't think. And to my um, pain, it's a little pain, this is given over to professionals. We have professional chesed makers. And when we have some, uh, someone which has uh, small children, which the father can't bring them uh, out, of, out of any reason, broken a leg, not dafka, love dafka, he has to die because of that, you know. A broken leg, and he can't bring the children, he can't go in the car with a broken leg, and the, the wife is not able to deal with that, with uh, going to the chedah, what? You don't think further. Ah, I'll call him, I'll go to visit him. Perhaps you have to push further. There are also children over here. Perhaps I have to take them to the chedah. Eh? I have to, uh, I have to bring them back, or whatever. No, 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 it's organized, you know, they, they organize that. They organize. You, you don't have to push further. And then you don't, you are not koine dismide, of rifko imeinu. That you see a need, but the need has to be pushed further. So this is the contemplation you have to do. You have to educate yourself. For us, for example, when you would think about camels, as an outcome of drinking, that would be too much. Yeah? For sure, Rivko did it. But let's be honest. When we would see that, we wouldn't think about that. And it would be too much. No, we are not holding there. That was a mice of Rivko Imeino. Way bigger than we are. But we can do the same thing. We, with our contemplation, can push the limits further. Is it at home? This is always, when you have girls helping at home, so when you are demanding everything, then you don't let that koyach develop. When you discuss these things at the Shabbos table, and then you are demanding only two-thirds, and the last third, or she does it, or you do it. It's possible you do it. But it's open question. You give a possibility that someone you take, would take an initiative out of his own contemplation. But you have to first educate that you have that in your thought process. Yeah? It's a very basic thing of education. But you have to first have that in here, in your head. Because you can't have it in the hands straight. Because then things will not work right. Um, uh, this, uh, that, that's, that's, when you have helping in a bochel learning. Same thing. You want to push more. You want to say, I will do, go over the limits. But you always wait till the bochel has this unbelievable gegeshek that is pulled. No. There is a and to do as Hanefesh that with your contemplation you are challenging the borders. You go further. You go further. You are pushing a little bit. 
with your contemplation. You think, what can be done more? Then you push, and you go further. That is our work. But this is a work which we learn from Rivko Imeinu. When you look into the Psukim now, I don't have a Chumish now there over here in my office. It's a new office. But, uh, so, but uh, by, when you look at the, at the Chumish, you see it. It is a little bit disturbing when you read the Psukim. That the Psukim says, I, uh, could you drink? Could you give me a drink? He says, yeah, for sure, I'll give you a drink. And then he drinks, and you finish drinking, and then she says, I will also draw for your camels. And it's like, not the way you sing it in the Beisiankev, you know? Because she should say immediately, I'll, I, I'll, I'll give it to you and also for your camels. So, for sure, you could say, no, it wouldn't be a Derech Eretz, that you say, you are like a camel, you know, I just gave you like a, for sure, but it is the way I tell you. It is that she finished that, and then she sees, I can push further. I can push further, that's the whole point. And we are pushing further with our Hizbojnenus. Masha'enken, Lovon, and Ephraim, they are not pushing further with Hizbojnenus, nothing. They let the Koyach go free. And then he pulls them, but then he pulls them into directions which are uncontrolled. It's an uncontrolled thing. By Lovon it was uncontrolled. Also, Lovon, when you would ask him, do you want, what did you want? Do you want to kiss a Yankee? For sure. I want you to kiss and hug him. That's what he wanted. Yeah? But Chazal say, no, 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 no. No, no, there was something underneath the surface that he was searching. Perhaps there are some Margolios there which he carries with him. Yeah? Lovon himself most probably didn't see that. But it was a push. Push. It was, it was a pull. He was pulled by his kayach. Ephraim too. I don't want the money. I told him I don't want the money. I really told him I don't want the money. And what he said. He wanted it. Because it was a pull. Rivka was conscious about that. And she pushed that. So I think that is a big area of Chinuch. A very simple area. But a big area of Chinuch. We want people to grow. The way we spoke also last time, we want people even to be created from nothing, but you want them for sure to grow. But over here, we have a an yesoid, which with that yesoid, you really could make your people grow. Grow in learning, grow in chesed, grow in everything, because this the way of living means, I always look for pushing the boundaries further. I always look for that. But first I look it here, in my brain, in my contemplation, and then I go actively. Now let's see. Should you speak about specific people? That means what I understand you want to ask whether you have to give living examples. It's always better to have an example. The way I gave you now from the sister of Arieli, I don't think that was Loshnohore. I think that was a good example. And it was it was it was an unbelievable experience for me that I saw how far Chesed can go. That you simply push into a place where no one demanded that from you. Eh? No one. But it was a simple outcome that you thought about that. How does that person feel? Where is he stuck? No family, no mother, father, no Shvel, nothing, alone. 
Uh, Shabbos is coming. So it was very simple contemplation. But then I will do it. I'll push there. Okay? So this one I think is a very big insight. We have to try to do it. We have to try to discuss these things with our children. In a way we have a discussion. Perhaps speaking about other people the way Chaim Mistum also thought. Speaking about other people means then it's less demanding. You speak about other people, what you think that he did, what you think that he did, what the, you speak about other people, less demanding. But then you trigger that by the boy or by the girl, and then you have to leave an open space. Then, once in a while, that's difficult for you. Because at home, the help for Shabbos can't really be an open discussion. It has to be done somehow. So you have to take a little bit away the pressure, and then perhaps one can step in. And it's a big thing that the child is pushing beyond the borders. Yeah? And, and by learning to, by anything you have, you can do that. The next question is the Moshkiyah saying that the pressure we create is what creates the resistance to the doing more. Yes, yes. There is something like this. When you put it, everything is only demand, then you don't want to do more. You have to leave that space that the child is able to do more. That was a, in Frumkeit I always say it, but uh, I had it in Frumkeit. I, I let my children be more from than me. Go with the sits outside, which I don't do. Growing pears, which I don't do. Um, what else? Now, ah, the, the cup of kiddish, yeah? And, uh, I don't put the cup I know that you could cup the cup of kiddish like this, now I put it like that. Deliberately. I don't know whether one of my children does it like this. Could be. Could be, put it like that. Could be. Gesundheit, but I left open. Today, and I don't know how, who is listening, but today in the Haredi community, there is a Yeridus Adeiras built in. Because there are so many demands there which you can only be worse than the demands which are already existing. Once that wasn't the case, you know. There were a lot of free space to be, to grow, you know. To grow also in Frumkeit. And to go also in Chesed, to grow in everything. You have to leave a little bit of space in order they should be able to do that. Otherwise they're not Shaykh. Okay? I think that is what I want to tell you. It's a very simple Kiddush. Or they ask people whether they saw that it's not the way you think. Because they think, Rivka Imeinu said immediately, I give also to your camels. No, she didn't. She first waited till he finished drinking. And then, this is my pshat, not because of cheshboinus, it's not... No, because simply that's what you do. You first do what you are demanded, but then it's not finished. You think, what can I do more? And then you see the camels, and you give to the camels too. Okay? That's what I want to tell you. Hopefully that was interesting. I think it's a big place for education. At Khan for today. Sei gesund.